the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And Lundy, we're usually offensive focused on this podcast. And as we are barreling toward the beginning of training camps, a couple of teams going to take the padlock off the gates next week. Swing open the doors for business uh, and have the guys uh, jump into the pool there and get ready and get their bodies prepared for the upcoming NFL season. Um, you know, we rarely go to the defensive side, but there are some individual defensive props that are out there. There's like, you know, a smattering of people that play in IDP fantasy football league. So this is for you. The bone we're going to toss to you. Uh, let's start off with Chase Young here. And the sacks prop available right now at DraftKings Sportsbook is eight and a half for this upcoming year. And Lundy, I'm smashing the over on this one, a guy was a former top pick of this fighting football's team. Uh, in his rookie season, uh, he got down, he got dirty, my man. Uh, he had 40 total pressures. He had six sacks a season ago. Uh, but a guy that, you know, really attacks the pocket, uh, collapses it early and often in games. He's a beast in the making. And with the experience that he gained last season, Lundy, uh, I think it's going to be a nine. I think it could be upwards of 10 or 11 sacks season. Hell, wouldn't it be at all shocking if he led the league in sacks this year, though Aaron Donald's going to be in that mix, TJ Watt as well. So Chase Young on that over uh, on the eight and a half sacks line seems like a gift from the gambling gods. So I'm going to pound the over on it, minus 115. You disagree? Uh, I don't disagree, but I want to point out to everybody that maybe uh, was listening very quickly uh, or maybe you're in public transportation listening to this podcast and there's some noise in the background. He said sacks prop people sacks. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually think double figures is is easily attainable for him. You're right. I think he's going to be in the mix when it comes to leading the league in sacks. Um, I actually think Watt's going to take down that title this year mm. um, if, if I were making a season long prognostication. Uh, however, uh, Young's going to be right there. Uh, in this mix he's got so much talent uh, and they and they're going to be in a situation I think this season where uh, they can maybe kind of pin their ears back and and you know go after it from a defensive standpoint I think they're going to find themselves in games where they can take some chances and that's going to be the benefit that they've got of having a better offense yeah he's going to be a sacks machine Lundy is is that what you wanted me to go with you know kind of connecting the two together yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, I smell sacks and candy. <laughs> wow. Wow. Going back to the 90s with a throwback. Well played there, Marcy my man. Playground for you there. Yeah, that's, that's, that? a, deep, that's that a deep flashback? cut. Man, that was a huge radio hit. And then they kind of fell off. Uh, they were a true one hit wonder, no doubt about it. Unlike JB, who I referenced a second ago. All right, look, if you want to get it on that wage or anything else, uh, you need to do so at your favorite sports book and stick around. We're going to have our Fade 5. Oh, let's do it right now. It's a freaky Friday after all. Pour me some tequila and let's get down to it with another edition of said Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lundy, let's go ahead and focus more on some NFL futures and some of the player props that are out there. And, uh, you know, I guess it's going to be a musical theme today. You know, we already referenced James Brown, uh, uh, Marcy's Playground for crying out loud, pulling that one out of the uh, the deepest, darkest recesses of your keister. Let's go with a little Mellencamp here. It, it hurts so good. Come on, Jalen, make it hurt so good. And the prop on him, and again, this is one I already got up for vote, so submit your vote right now at Noisy Huevos 
on this particular uh, you know player prop again available. We're pulling this number from DraftKings Sportsbook. Also, if you want to submit a comment, do so, and I will review uh, review and read a couple of your two cents offerings at the end of this podcast. Jalen Hurts, 655.5 rush yards here, Lundy. And I am taking the over. Are you shocked? You shouldn't be because I love the guy. I got a bit of a man crush on him at minus 115. You look at what he did last season in four stars for this Philadelphia Eagles team. He averaged 68 rush yards per game. So if you extrapolate that and carry the one plus the end of the minus uh, over a 17 game season, he was on a 1,156 rush yards pace. That's a Lamar Jackson-esque. Uh, Mike Clay at ESPN's got Hertz projected for 681 yards. Jeff Ratcliffe of the Jeff Ratcliffe Show on Sirius XM Fantasy's got it projected for 702. And you look at what Hertz did. Again, over those four games, he had 13 runs of 10 or more yards on 63 attempts for six missed tackles and 106 yards after contact per attempt. I know what people are thinking. Um, but, you know, Deshaun Watson, will see what materializes there. A lot of rumors circulating about him. And if he gets off with a light sentence from the personal conduct violation with all of the nefarious acts that were tied to him this offseason, he could get dealt to the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll see. Could be suspended for the entire year or much of the year. Still, as it stands now, Hertz is going to be the man this season in the city of brotherly love. And uh, given his ability to squat elephants in the weight room, I think he's going to be dragging tacklers to at least 656 yards and cashing this over. You disagree, fade or follow? Well, this is just a matter of being the starter, right? I mean, if he stays out there, you know he's going to run around. He's going to scramble. He's going to pick up these yards as long as there's nobody either breathing over his neck or that he gets himself hurt and isn't out there. Um, So this is one that... Uh, not my favorite prop. I know he's one of your favorite players. Not my favorite prop of the one that's, that we've done. This is probably one that I would stay away from with my own wallet. But in terms of your pick, I like the logic behind it. So I will follow on this one, but I will keep my wallet safely tucked away from you, good sir. Oh, it hurts so good. Come on, Jalen, now. Number four. All right, moving on to a player who's become a bit uh, controversial in fantasy football circles, Lundy. Uh, people very divided over one Mike Davis, uh, a man who's 28 years old. So long in the tooth in terms of a running back. He has bounced around. He saw some time in Seattle. Uh, briefly with Manchikigo Bears until mandatory Montgomery took over. And, of course, last season with Carolina, he was – thrust into the spotlight after Christian McCaffrey exited stage left with injury early on. It was the primary ball carrier for the bulk of the 2020 campaign for that Panthers club. And I'm zeroing in on rush yards for him and it's 800.5. And of course I'm, Breaking out the, well, let's do another musical reference. Peter Gabriel style sledgehammer on the over at minus 110. Uh, I have one question, and this is not a rhetorical question. This is one with a very sound and logical answer, and that is, uh, what is this competition? Who is it? Is it uh, a UDFA in Javion Hawkins, who is 5'8 and probably 190 pounds stripping wet? Is it Kadri Allison, who's done absolutely nothing during his brief time in the NFL? Is it you know a wild card? Maybe somebody gets cut uh, you know, during roster cut downs in late August and then signs uh, with this Atlanta team and maybe pushes Mike Davis. You know, maybe that latter scenario is a possibility, but right now as it stands, Lundy, there is no competition 
for Mike Davis. He is going to be the main man in an Atlanta Falcons offense that still has one of the best field stretchers in the league in Calvin Ridley. You had Kyle Pitts in the mix. Matt Ryan can still twirl it at his advanced age. The offensive line, you know, middle of the pack, a little bit suspect in terms of its run-blocking efficiency. And, of course, the defense, uh, very flimsy, uh, which could lead to Davis being more of a pass catcher than a rusher. But still, all he's got to average is like 48 rush yards per game over a 17-game season to eclipse a very low bar of 800.5 uh, total yards. And I think he can certainly do that, especially after last year, which he led all running backs in missed tackle rate at 26.1% and was top 20 Five in total yards created and yak per attempt at 2.97. So for me, and looking at some of the prognosticators out there, they all agree Davis, well over 800.5 rush yards. You disagree, Fader, follow. I will follow big time on this one. And again, it's because it's such a low number. I, I, I My concern is exactly what you brought up, the potential for some negative game scripts, um, which then takes the ball off the ground, puts the ball into the air. And I think obviously that's going to hurt him with the rush totals. But when all you've got to average is just shy of 50 yards per game, um, this to me is is too easy for him to be able to hit this number. So yeah, I'm, I'm all over this one. I think this is very much a, uh, a, a way too low of a hurdle for him to be able to jump over. I mean, we've seen uh, a handful of guys that, uh, you know, can't get any uh, can't get over the hurdle. This guy piece of cake. This is an easy number for him to hit. I think he's at 875 or 900 by the time the season's done. Put some respect on Mike Davis's damn name. Number three. All right, let's move on and let's live in the land down under now, Lundy. Um Men, uh, what was it? Men with hats? Men without hats? Uh, men having hats? What, what was the name of that band? <laughs> men without uh, men with hats? What are, something like that in Australia. Whatever that is, man. I can't remember. They, there's men. They've got something on it's, their head protecting it's, them. It's men at work. Men at work. That's what it is. Men at work. I've had hats on the mind for some ungodly reason. Uh, men at work. And if you're working... Uh, maybe in an environment where there's things flying around, you're going to have to wear a hat. So that's maybe why it was uh, convoluted in my head. Anyway, I digress. Amari Cooper under 88.5 receptions for me at minus 115. Uh, now you look at what uh, Cooper has done the last three seasons. 75 catches, 79 catches. He had 92 catches. Uh, last year, and I think for that reason, this number is a bit ballooned. Look, I love me some Dak Prescott. I think he's got a great shot of winning MVP. Uh, shop around and get it at 20 to 1 at some of the books right now. Uh, you look at Cooper last year, 130 targets, but he was wide receiver 45 in the air yards percentage. And why I'm bearish on him is the fact that he may not be ready for the start of training camp due to off-season ankle surgery. They have been really progressing him along very slowly. It could be a sluggish start to the regular season for him as well. And as a result, uh, I don't think he's going to get to 89 catches. I think he's going to be more in the high 70s uh, where he was, again, two and three seasons ago. So give me the under. Amari Cooper, yes, cue the minute work. 88.5 catches, fade or follow. 
I will follow on this one as well, but it's because you know my history, man. I'm just not an Amari Cooper guy. I just, I never have been. I've just, he's, I, I watch him play and I'm like, okay, every now and then I see it, but every now and then I'm left scratching my head wondering what's going on. So, uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm not going to follow on this number. I'm going to be, uh, way under. I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be under, or excuse me, over on this one at all. But I'm just, again, I'm not a Cooper guy. There's also a lot of mouths to feed within that offense, moving the ball around. I think Cooper comes comes in underneath this number checks in more like 7980 by the time the season's done. Stick around for our top plays and the restart. Finally covid be damned of the major league baseball season. Number 2. All right, Lonnie, let's go to a hitter prop uh, to get things uh, queued up here. And I'm going to go to the Kansas City-Baltimore game. Uh, Keegan Aiken is on the bump. And here's what we know about Keegan Aiken. All he does is give up a run. 7.54 ERA this season and 11.39 ERA in his last five turns of the Baltimore rotation. Uh, That's a 21 and a third inning span. And he's given up 27 earned runs. And for those reasons, I'm all over Whit Merrifield of the Royals to score a run. Run at minus 120. Yes, I realize that Merrifield, who uh, was an all-star, uh, over his last 15 games prior to the break, batting just 132 with one run over that 38 at-bat span. Uh, but he's hitting 281 against Southpaw's this season, which Aiken is. And he's got a 764 OPS against left-handed pitching as well. So I think he gets off the schneid, gets off to a hot start here in this second half. Whit Merrifield, he applies foot to plate minus 120 let's cash a ticket fade or follow i will follow my friend i like these run props by the way i Uh, think these are fun uh between the run props and the rbi props those are two that a lot of times you can find that uh that skewed plus number you can get seduced by the juice but you can take advantage of a matchup which tonight is for merrifield so yes despite uh heading into the break with not exactly the shiny numbers that you would hope for i think it's an opportunity to come out of the all-star pause and get right this is a good run scoring opportunity oh shiny happy people holding hands uh that's what we do when we bet on whit merrifield number one All right, uh, let's get a strikeout prop in here, and let's go to the New York Metropolitans uh, traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Buccos. And I'm going to go on the over with Marcus Stroman, three and a half strikeouts. Do you stop a wee bit at minus 140, but I'm willing to pay up for that. Uh, You know, Stroman just faced this Pirates lineup right before the All-Star break on July 10th. Five innings pitch, uh, three earned runs, and uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. That's Spanish for five. That's how many strikeouts he had in that turn of the rotation. He's been over this number. And 10 of his last 16 starts. Yeah, the Pirates, the third lowest strikeout rate over the last 30 days in all of Major League Baseball at 19.9%. But Stroman, right now on pace, has set a new career high in swinging strike percentage at 12.1. I think it's at least four strikeouts. It's kind of crazy the number is this low for a guy that, you know, historically usually gets around 150, 160 Ks in a season. So, fade or follow Marcus Stroman over. 3.5 punch-outs, minus 140 in Pittsburgh. Brad, I'm just happy to be having some live betting opportunities that doesn't don't involve ping pong. You know, <laughs> I'm just happy to yeah. have baseball back. Yeah, uh, I will follow on this one as well. This seems like a low number to me. I agree with you. I would have thought, okay, let's see a four and a half, something like that. Three and a half. 
I feel like that's a threshold that he can get over. I'm not stressing this one too much, so let's jump on that one and make it a uh, five-for-five follow on this Friday. All right. Uh, That means we're all screwed as a result of that. So knowing that, we got to redeem ourselves in advance here, Lundy. Bonus time! What you got for me? Uh, Let's take another strikeout prop, shall we? Let's take the under on Chris Bassett for Oakland Mm. at home against Cleveland. He has only gone over that number twice since June 1st. That's eight starts for him, and he has only cracked that seven strikeout number twice. So I think he tucks underneath uh, that one despite uh, having those 10 wins. I think he can probably pick up uh, potentially another win here, but I don't like him to get the strikeout total. Then how about some 24-hour bonus? Let's look ahead to game five between the Suns and the Bucks tomorrow night. Give me CP3 over on eight and a half assists. Give me Devin Booker under two and a half made threes. Uh, he did it uh, in game two of the series, but he only did it once against the Clippers. I feel like that two number is where he's locked in. And I will take the over on 10.5 PRA for P.J. Tucker, uh, which he has done three out of the four games in the series so far. I just had an epiphany. Men without hats, the safety dance. There you That's go. The, that was the reference I was trying to pull it in. I got a uh, crisscross with minute work. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. Because if they don't dance and if they won't dance, well, no, no friends of mine. Uh, I've got a lot of friends, though, right now here in London. I will stop the singing. Uh, but maybe I'll frolic in medieval attire. That's there The video go. is now in my head. <laughs> we can dance. We can dance. Uh, all right. Uh, let's do a two-leg parlay, and hopefully we will be dancing on this one. Give me the Miami Marlins on the run line in game two of their doubleheader against the Philadelphia Phillies. That's the Pablo Lopez game, and we know how hot he has been right now in Major League Baseball. I'm going to pair that with Bo Bichette. To score a run. He said he loved the run prop, so here's another one against the Texas Rangers uh, going up against Jordan Lyles in that game. So Miami on the plus one and a half. Uh, they end up covering that run line, and Bo Bichette does in- indeed uh, cross the plate. It's plus 142. Bichette batting 333 against the Rangers this season. A couple of runs and just 12 at-bats. And Pablo Lopez, man, a uh, guy that's just been putting up quality start after quality start. Two earned runs or fewer and 15 of 19 turns in that Miami Marlins rotation. Elsewhere, Kevin Gossman, give me the under on six and a half strikeouts against the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, he had eight punchouts of the Redbirds on July 5th, and he has been over this number at 11 of 18 starts with the shockingly good San Francisco Giants, who you picked uh, to win the division yesterday at long odds on the podcast. Uh, but St. Louis has the lowest strikeout rate of any team in Major League Baseball over the last 30 days. Second time seeing him here. This month, uh, I think they'll get the best of Gossman. I think it's 6Ks or less. And then last one for me, and honestly, this one probably should have been in the Fade 5, probably my favorite bet on the board uh, on today's Major League Baseball slate. Anytime you get an opportunity to fade Jose Urena of the Detroit Tigers, you take that opportunity. And you grab the bull by the damn horns, Lundy, and that's what we're going to do. So give me the Twinkies, minus 1.5 on the run line at plus 110 in Again, they got to win by two runs or more to score you that W in this ticket. And this is also uh, game two of a double header today. So it's only a seven inning affair. Kenta Maeda on the bump. 
uh, for this Minnesota team last time out on July 9th against Detroit. Five innings pitched, no earned runs, seven Ks. The other game in which he went up against Detroit, just two earned runs. So in 11 innings pitch, he's only getting up those two earned runs this season against this inferior Tigers club. And then, oh, yes, there's the giver himself, Jose Urena. Uh, and his last five starts, Lundy, 17 and a two-thirds innings pitched, 27 earned runs. And in against um, uh, Minnesota in seven and a third innings pitched this season, seven earned runs. And Minnesota, a perfect five for five on the run line this year against the Tigers. Oh, let's get some poll results before we get out of here. Uh, again, today's topic, Jalen Hurts, rush yards prop, over or under 655.5. 208 votes cast. Lundy exactly down the middle. 50-50. Unbelievable. I think we've never had that before. So That's a, that's a first, man. That's wild. Hey, you know what that means? It's a, it's a well-priced line. Uh, let's go ahead and get some of the comments uh, in here. Jimmy Barnhart says that is only 38.5 rushing yards per game over a 17-game season. Over his four starts, he averaged 68 rush yards per game, as I mentioned. I think the only way he doesn't go over is if he gets hurt or benched. Danny Fuego says, I'm smashing every single Jalen props over, baby. I love that guy. Gambling Dad says, I would take the under, but also won't be putting any bets on Eagles quarterbacks this season. Obviously, he's been burned in the past. And Evan Roberts, what about Deshaun Watson over 655.5 rush yards for Philly? Straight troll job there. And there you have it. We can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. That is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Uh, please follow Lundy on Twitter. Uh, at Nate Luddy, follow me there. At Noisy Wavos, drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Men at work, damn it, get it right, Evans. Feed the noise.